0: This, this, this,
1: this, 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 Fight Disciples
0: We are gathered here today
1: For the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk
0: How you doing? Hope you're well Thank you so much for downloading today's show It's a special one, we've hit the centenary Episode 100 However it is tinged with a little bit of sadness Because I've found out why my mum doesn't listen to the show anymore She went, oh, she's no, she's listened, but she don't listen anymore. I said, what do you mean? She went, you swear too much. And I went, right. She went, that's not her, Adam. (laughs) I said, you what? She said, that's not her, Adam. That's That's not not the boy I raised. That's not how you talk. Speaking of being tinged with sadness, imagine a one-day-old baby having more Instagram followers than you.
1: 60,000 followers already.
0: 60,000 people, right? 60,000 followers. The account is only following two people. Look who it's following. Mum and dad. That's it. That's all the kids are interested in. However, it is quite apt that this is our 100th episode because what an unbelievable UFC 211 stacked card we have got to talk about. And of course, with my girl Johanna Judryjek on the bill, I go a little bit crazy and maybe a bit OTT. I don't give a shit who you put in front of her. I don't care how good the Brazilian is. I don't care how good uh, BJJ is. I don't care how good her striking is. I don't care how hard she looks and how thick set she is, yeah? And that she's probably um, far bigger on fight night weight-wise than... uh, My girl Johanna will be. Johanna will smash her face in. End (laughs) of.
1: (laughs) She will. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store.
0: Welcome to episode 100. Whoa, the century of the Fight Disciples podcast. Century not
1: out, that's what the cricketers say, isn't it? Mm,
0: There'll be people that have been with us since episode one of the Fight Disciples podcast. So thank you so much if you are one of those that have subscribed right at the start and been here all the way through it. Uh, and if you're a latecomer, you've only just uh, joined us, Well, we still thank you. Thank you for coming on board, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Where's your five-star review?
1: If you're new, we want a five-star review. That's a, Hey, that's there a T-shirt.
0: Go. That's <laughs> a T-shirt being made. Uh, get, to do that, go to our website, fightdisciples.com. You can click on the link for uh, iTunes. That's the easiest way to go. We want a five-star review to celebrate our 100. That's what we want. Um, if you So if you want to get us a birthday present, you can. There you go. Yeah. Go uh, on iTunes and write us a five-star review. It'll help us with our uh, viewability Worldwide in the iTunes charts. We're also on all social medias at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't neglect them because we stick stuff up there that is connected to the show. You know what I mean? I know that you might listen to this and think to yourself, "Oh, they want us to go to this. They want us to go." We don't sell you anything. We're not trying to flog you out. We're trying to give you more stuff for nothing. So get on the social media as well, and therefore you can have a bit of a crack with us when there is a fight on, or just during the week. Uh, we get all sorts of random messages throughout the course of the week, connected to the show, of course, and connected to fight sports. Um, because we're trying to build some type of community. It ain't just me and him, it's you as well. And we thank you for being with us uh, from episode one right through to now, where we're currently at, at episode 100. We're not taking a break, we're kicking on, man. That's what we're doing, we're kicking on. More, more, more. Today we are obviously getting stuck into all things UFC and UFC 211. However, two things, um, because we're not just fight sports, there's lifestyle stuff that seeps into this show, you know what I mean? We've obviously done Nick's snoring escapade recently and his dress since yesterday, which was absolutely unbelievable. Yep. Um,
1: we did the whole bead episode mm. and the fact that you had to cut your hair off because you were going bald. All and this. We've done all this stuff. Yeah. All right, thanks yeah. for
0: rubbing that in. Um, but there's another couple of things that I just want to bring up before we get stuck into uh, the world of UFC, right? Now, recently... Again, this is going to sound like I'm bragging and you're going to get sick of me bringing this up. We'll probably die out probably by about July when we'll stop telling you that we are the best sports podcast
1: in Great Britain. I'm getting a tattoo. You're messing up. Yeah, Yeah, I'm keeping it. I'm going to keep keep it for a year. Never mind July. I'll still be croaking about this come February next year. So
0: we recently won. Best Sports Podcast at the British Podcast Awards. This is mainly for our overseas listeners, just in case you're thinking to yourself, what are these lads all about? We're actually decent, according to the judging panel, all right? Now, I haven't seen my family members, as in mum, dad, uh, siblings, since we picked up that award, all right? Right. So my sister comes round to our house yesterday um, with her youngest daughter, who's too young for school, so she brings around, little Millie, right? They come round and Millie, I'm playing with Millie, we're having a bit of a crack and what have you. And uh, my sister's talking to my wife. So they're all, you know, chatting away, doing what girls do, and I'm playing with the kids. Anyway, my sister brings up, she went, oh, by the way, congratulations on your award. I went, thank you very much, great stuff. She went, I've had a listen, you know. I said, have you now? She said, yeah, her and her husband. She went, we had a listen to, to that Heavyweight one. That one where you're talking about Bruno and Tyson. I remember that when Dad threw me upstairs. Because <laughs> there's bits in that that I'm talking about, obviously, staying up to watch Bruno Tyson yep. in 1989. Uh, so I said, all right, yeah, yeah, great stuff. Superb, yeah. She went, Mum doesn't listen. And I went, yeah, I don't think it would be for Mum. She went, oh, she's no, she's listened, but she don't listen anymore. I said, what do you God. mean? She went, you swear too much. And I went, right. She went, that's not her, Adam. <laughs> I said, you what? <laughs> she said, that's not her, Adam. That's, that's not, not the boy I raised. That's not how you talk, is what my mum has said to my sister, okay. right? I said, is Dad still listening? Because Dad listens to everything, right? He listens to everything I do. My sister has her own little business thing going on, and she does all this Facebook Live stuff. He watches everything that she puts on the internet. <laughs>
1: that's what Dad's do doesn't
0: Absolutely, him. yeah. He comes home from work. He puts his headphones on, iPad, doesn't watch normal telly. He watches her videos, and then he listens to our stuff, right? <laughs> he goes, yes, he does but he reckons that you're just playing up to the crowd. And I went, <laughs> what crowd? I said, what are you talking about? It's just me and him sat in a room. What you, What's this crowd that I'm playing up to? I said, hang on, by the way, right, first of all, what, what are they expecting from me? When I go round to their house, are they expecting me to be effing and jeffing like I normally do with my mates? Is that what they're expecting me to do? No, I've got respect for them in their house. It's me mum and dad. I don't do that. I put on my Sunday best. We have a normal conversation without the profanity. When it when I'm in mate environments, when I'm in the pub, when I'm doing this podcast, when mm-hmm. I'm around l- people like me, this is who I am. So, Mum, if you're listening, right, I'm just <laughs> so, I'm no, well, no, she's not. But Dad, I know you are. Pass Dad, set the to headphones.
1: Her. I was playing through the yeah, speakers. Set the headphones out. Mum and, needs to hear exactly, this. Exactly, she
0: needs to hear this. Listen, yeah. I know that when I was 11 years of age, you bullied me into being an altar boy, and you expect me to carry that on for the rest of my life. No, this is who I am, right? I'm not going to swear because I know that you're listening to this particular <laughs> bit. But this is who I, when I'm with my pals, yeah, there's a little bit of sneaky swear words that pop out every now and again. That's what that's what I am. I apologise for that. If you're disappointed in me, I I I, I can only apologise. Dad, put the headphones back in because we're getting stuck into it now. All right, yep. there you go. So the headphones are back in. Superb. Um, also, um, another point. That I've I had I... the
1: same complaint though. To be fair, well, your wife complained, didn't she? My wife complained. Yeah, that it was that it was. Uh putting too many, too many F words in there, dropping too many bombs. Yeah,
0: but we you know. don't do it
1: around our wives. And, and exactly. It's not can, like... She says, when you're around me, you don't speak like that. No. I said, yeah, of course, and you should appreciate that, that I don't speak like that around you, but you know when I'm with me mates or yeah. I'm playing five a side yeah. or I'm at the gym or I'm at the match. Yeah. Because she, she always says to me, oh, whenever you go out and have a beer with your dad, you always come back like a scally. And I was like, well, one, basically calling me dad a scally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he is. Mm. Which he is. He's probably um, but two, when you're in the pub and you're having a beer, you're chatting away, you're talking about football and whatever else. Lads, and, lads, lads. Yeah, suddenly, you know, your, your vocabulary changes. You yeah, know, yeah. Your, your language changes. That's just natural. So, um, but yeah, I've been slapped on the wrist for the same thing. But it is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, we're a fight. What a fucking fight talk yeah, podcast. this is what got, we I do. I hope my mum's got her
0: headphones in. He's gone off. This
1: is what we do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the real us, all right? So if if you are one of our family members and you're disappointed in us and you think that we're playing to the crowd, no, 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 we're playing to your crowd when we're with you, all right? This is who we are. That's right. There you go. Um,
1: If you don't like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, um, Conor McGregor, congratulations, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. um, Welcome in. Am
1: I right the baby's called Conor Junior? Yeah, of course it is.
0: Class. What did you expect? Class. What did you expect?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I was a fool to think anything anything other than Connor Jr. in, in hindsight, mm. obviously. Uh,
0: so there you go. Um, weighed in at the weekend. I believe it would a big one as well, nearly nine pounder. Let's see. We're oh. starting to turn out like our wives. This is what our wives would do. Our wives would go, how heavy? Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. have that conversation. Jane always
1: says that, that when someone has a baby. Oh, how heavy? Oh, does it matter?
0: Just shy of nine pounds, Jane. All right, yeah. there you go. biggin. Um, But Connor Jr. welcomed into the world, and I've no doubt uh, there will be more social media action. Did you know that um, the kid...
1: Has got more... I'd seen this. Has he got more Instagram followers? Well, I was
0: just messing about on social media at the weekend, and obviously Connor put this thing on his social media, and I went, oh, right, they've had the baby. Wicked, superb stuff. So obviously you do the light, you send them a nice message and all this type of stuff. And then um, there was a link somewhere down the line... Of, of all the comments somebody put a link on to uh, an account which said something like Connor Jr and I went oh somebody's already cracked on with one of them fake jokey, accounts yeah, yeah. jockey yeah. accounts so I clicked on it no one it's verified and it is being. How oh, do you
1: get a verified account when you're literally just born Connor McGregor man he probably rings Instagram up doesn't he and goes <laughs> totally, yeah.
0: listen I've got uh, a kid now get me a verified account so and it's being run by mum and dad Connor McGregor oh, and oh my goodness right when I looked, I mean this—it's gone through the roof now because people are knowing about it. But when I looked, and the post from Conor McGregor was an hour old, so it was an hour. He'd only just said on these social media, just "We are parents." Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Bear in mind, this kid has not even posted a picture yet. Right. I'm going to cover up how many. There you go. Right. I'll cover that up. About a minute. Look at that. Not even a post. There it is. Verified account. Yep. Conor McGregor Jr. Yep. Check this out.
1: 60,000 followers 60, already?
0: 60,000 people, right? 60,000 followers. The account is only following two people. Look who it's following. Mum and Dad. That's it. That's all the kids are interested in. So it is a legit account. It's verified. It's run by Connor and Dee. 60,200 60, people are already following it, and it's not even posted a picture yet. Insane. That is unreal, isn't it?
1: It's 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 bonkers. Absolutely, that's conscious. the world we're living in though man
0: that's the yeah. world we're living in and that is the power of the McGregor so congratulations Conor um, and D obviously on the birth of your son uh, Connor Jr also talking to social media yep. love a bit of GSP video or do I Anytime after October are you taking the piss son you made this announcement at the start of the year why, why are we waiting till any time after October for a fight with Michael Bispin
1: it's an absolute farce What did I tell you? What did I... Sorry, Mrs. Catherine. No, she's not listening. All right. What did I fucking tell you? I told you, don't get excited about GSP, mate, to come back, even though he's doing a press conference, even though he's telling us all he's going to fight Michael Bispin. He's full of shit. He ain't ever coming back. Let's just move on and get over it. See, I came to terms with this about, about six months ago. I came to terms with the fact that GSP is taking the piss. He ain't ever coming back. And then he tells everyone he is. He does a press conference. And now... I he starts convincing me again. Mm. As soon as I seen that message, I was just like, You know what? Screw you, George. That's all I've got to say. Mm. Because I it ain't happening. Let's just move on. It's time for your Venero to be- get us date. Let's move this division forward. Well,
0: the best thing about the whole video was hey Mike, I've cleared my diary. Unbelievable. Cleared your diary for
1: four years. Cleared your diary. What the bloody hell are
0: you doing? You've cleared your diary. Yeah, hang on a minute. You've had a press conference, you shook hands, you've agreed to do the fight. What do you mean you clear the diary? You're not getting a pat on the back for clearing your diary, mate. Exactly. Come on. Let's he's, get he the it. told you at the press
1: conference he was in shape. He was good to go. He was ready for a fight camp and it's a farce. It's an absolute farce. So when's that when's that Canada date? When's that Edmonton? September. So is that so he's, he's not even gonna be ready for that? No. So anytime after fucking
0: unbelievable. Anytime after October. So I don't know whether he's saying I'll be ready in October or anytime after October. So you're looking November, December, before... And Mike's last fight was that time. So you're talking about the whole of the middleweight division being tied up for a year. It can't happen. The champ's not injured. All right, he's had knee surgery, and he's saying that it's taking him a little bit of time to recuperate. That's okay, that's cool. But it can't happen where you have a full year without the middleweight title being contested.
1: Because you're waiting for the challenger to get to stump up. You can't do that. It can't happen. It, it makes an absolute farce of the £185 division if they allow GSP to toy with... Because what happens if it gets to, you know... Um, October, October and he pulls out. And Or oh, September, October, and he goes, oh, picked up an injury, yeah, I'm out for six months. What the fuck do we do then? I think it's crazy. I think I think you should just be go. you know what, George? Do us a favour, mate. When you're ready to be scheduled for a fight, we'll schedule you. Yeah. And if you're not, do one. <laughs> Legend or not, listen, George... One of the greatest of all time. Top three greatest mixed martial artists of all time. But I'm telling you now, he ain't ever coming back. Let's get over it. Let's move forward. He's just kind of dragging the whole... He's, he's The whole middleweight division is suffering because...
0: Of George St-Pierre.
1: Of George St-Pierre. He's not even a fucking middleweight. <laughs> That's how bizarre this whole thing is. I'd be like, you know what? Right. Bispen's going to fight Romero like he should have done anyway. Do us a favour. You can fight Woodley in in August, September... Or come back in September when you're actually ready for a fight and, and we'll, we'll schedule see. you then. We'll, we'll, we'll give see you, who's
0: available then. We'll give you Demian Meyer. Exactly, yeah. And there you go, and, exactly. he, and he'll kick the shit out of you. Anyway, we'll get on to Damian Meyer in a minute because yeah. he's fighting at UFC 211. Just a couple of other points before we get to UFC 211. Loving the rumours of uh, Nate Diaz versus uh, Big Tony Ferguson. UFC 213 for an interim belt. Loving that rumour. 100%. Let's make
1: it happen, man. Let's do it. Categorically, <laughs> let's do it.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. How good would two thirteen be? You've all got you've got Cody on there. You've got um, In versus uh, TJ. Yeah. Then you stick this on there as well. I'd tell you something. That's a beauty, isn't it?
1: Well, I would just go bang bang that on there and throw. Khabib, you know, Woodley's looking round for an opponent. Just go right, Khabib. <laughs> Take Woodley. You do Woodley then. Love that. Go put welterweight
0: Get up there, man. Um, other fights that have been made: uh, Lola, uh and the cowboy. cowboy.
1: What a fight! Thank you very much. Mm. Yes, please. That's for USC 213 as well. Isn't yeah, it? That's, a, that's USC 213 is just absolutely off the chain the, already. The Doom of Reem
0: three, um, mm-hmm. Pettis Miller at lightweight. Uh, by the way, Pettis uh, moving back down to lightweight, which is which is a great move from him. Um, we mentioned well, he's got
1: nowhere else to go. No, he he's, he's got to go back down because it's is the it, has, it hasn't worked. Is is fourth for eight mm. has not worked. is is 4th foray has not worked he has got to go back to where he's strongest. So
0: Cody versus TJ, which will be absolute flames.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's got to be the headliner, surely.
0: Yeah, and you've got uh, Nunes
1: Shevchenko. Shevchenko So similar to this weekend, really. <laughs> it's the, great, the, man. The, the two title fights at the top yeah. of the bill,
0: and then in the middle of all that, you have got two twelve. Which I'm hearing this week that Anderson Silva said, "No, oh, I'm not doing it now." Yeah, because yeah. he still hasn't got an opponent. Well, go on then, retire. Jog on. Not interested, mate. No. Uh, so there you go. That's how the land is lying at this moment in time. Also, a lovely little bit of uh, neat. I'm loving Tough at the moment. Absolutely loving it. Mainly because of uh, Garbrandt and uh, Dillashaw just giving each other shit every single week. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, definitely tune into it. You can get it free on BT Sport. You can watch it in your own time.
1: So. I've seen tonight's. Already? Yeah.
0: Don't. Don't you dare, right? But definitely go and check it out. It's absolutely brilliant. What do you make of um, all the... Uh, uh, you started testing of TJ Dillashaw, I think he's had 16 in the last three weeks or I something know, like that. I insane, man.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Do you reckon somebody's tipped him off?
1: A million reckon, percent. Do you
0: reckon Cody's onto him going, yep, yeah, he's eating some of that um, yeah. Argentinian steak, get, him, <laughs> get on him. <laughs> <laughs> 16 in like, I think it's a month, legitimately they've been to him 16 times, blood tested him 16 times over a period of a month.
1: Scary. I heard he hasn't pissed in a toilet for over, over a month, yeah, he's pissed, at, he's just, he's now just completely at one with pissing at every Time into a test tube because he fully expects someone to be standing behind him, taking it off him. It's insane. TJ, though, you know, of all people, do you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. So, why are they on
0: TJ so much?
1: Well, I'm thinking, is it because of his old Team Alpha male days? And then just start going, well, wait a minute, then, because obviously Chad got done for it. And like, you know, Uriah's from a different generation where you start thinking, well, wait a minute, as someone. Is Cody like the first generation that's been hundred percent clean because he's new to the sport? Are the old are they still from the previous generation that maybe crossed lines a little bit? And some of Team Alpha Male gone well, when he was with us, he was he was juicing so. He's probably still juicing now, kind of. Thing. I don't know. It's all very naughty. Mm. Very naughty. I kind of like it, though. It yeah, to, me too. It, it just adds, adds the to tough. the flavour, yeah. <laughs> it adds exactly. the tough,
0: man. Of course it does. Um, definitely go and check it out. Um, the Ultimate Fighter. It's definitely been one of the best
1: seasons yeah. for a while, yeah, yeah. You know, I know people have been talking about it in the industry for a long time, saying tough's dead and The Ultimate Fighter's had its time. It's saved its purpose and everything else, but... I always like these redemption-style ones. It was the same when when Matt Serra obviously went on and fought GSP. He'd won the previous tough, which was all guys who didn't quite make it. Let's bring them back. And in that case, it was like the winner gets to fight GSP. And this is similar, you know. This is like guys that we're familiar with, that have been around the tough machine before. They're coming back, and it's just making for good TV, man. I'm really enjoying it. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. All right, now then, we are going to put our balls on the line here because every
0: single time there's a pay-per-view event, we have gone in. We've told you, listen, if you're not a UFC fan, you've come across from our boxing show. (laughs) We want you to get involved in this. We want you to become a fan of the UFC. We want you to come on the Fight Disciples journey. We've been saying, a man, get involved in this. And then it falls on its ass. To be fair... Yes, the first one was rubbish. The second one was a little bit better. The third one was a little bit better. Now we're at a situation where we're fully anticipating this to proper
1: catch yep. fire. This proper is the heavyweight fire. title of the world when, you know, this is this is as big as as big as the UFC can get in terms of its title. You know, it's it's, it's the UFC's version of Klitschko versus Anthony Joshua. That's this weekend on Saturday and night.
0: And they've so. stacked the undercard as well. You're not getting a crappy undercard, you're getting a stacked, yeah, yeah. stacked that's
1: undercard. Good point. That That's the big difference. It's not just mm. one fight. It's, okay. There's at least six fights on here, which are absolutely sick.
0: Right, so if you can't be our staying up to watch it, OK, I'm feeling you because you don't trust us. We've told you three times, mate, and they've yeah, not yeah. really lived up to it, OK? We fell we, asleep. OK, all right, especially if you did stay up for Woodley, uh
1: Wonderboy Part 2. Oh, man. All right. So okay. Yep. So we should we should have paid people's beat. We should give her a award back. Like...
0: We should give her a award back <laughs> yeah, for that. Because anyway. we
1: recommended it. Yeah. Anyway,
0: anyway, right? If you don't stay up, definitely watch it in the morning. Yeah. Get it on your app. Have a bit of music. The yeah. Because there will be some absolute flames there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter because I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll make it bloody easy for you, right? We'll watch it for you, yeah? And then what we'll do. We'll tell you which ones to watch yeah, yeah. and which ones to we'll avoid. Right? Exactly. That's what we'll do. So, follow us on Twitter at Fight Disciples. Just make sure you're following it. Sunday morning, you get up, you're having a little. You don't want to watch some politics bollocks. You don't want to watch that on your TV no. on BBC Screw One. Screw the Andrew no, Marshall. You... That's it. That's it. Goes on Sunday. No need. You've watched Match of the Dead in the night before, haven't you? Or maybe a little bit of boxing from the night before. All good. Yeah. We will put on our Twitter feed watch this fight, watch this fight, yeah. watch, watch this fight, ab- avoid a avoid the watchability
1: ones. index. That's it. Out of five punches. That's it. We gave you a one-punch means swerve, a five-punch means... Get on it. Get on it. Do it straight away. Get on it, yeah. So you you need to record the prelims and the main card, which are two separate shows on BT Sport if you're listening in the UK. If you're in the US, obviously the prelim card is on FX. The main card is pay-per-view, slightly different format. But believe us, this could be a belter this weekend. I'm expecting at least two, two potential fight of the years on this one card yeah yeah man All right then
0: well there's going to be other fights that we 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 touch upon that are on the prelims but there's so much to talk about and we haven't got enough time to fit every single fight in what we're going to do we're going to pick one out from the prelims which is obviously the headline of the prelims um, with, a, with a former lightweight champion. Yeah, he's been taken straight off the top of the bill and he's been put on the prelims. Mainly because I genuinely believe that there's a, there's a bit of method in the madness for this. Yeah, yeah. The fight stacks up. And therefore, Course. if you're giving that to an audience for
1: free, which they are in America, absolutely, then, then they go, shit, I've got to buy the people. We'll cross over.
0: And this could be an absolute barnstormer The yes. reason being, we're referring to Eddie Alvarez, who is the former lightweight champ. He came uh, lightweight champ by knocking out uh, Rafael DeSanos in brilliant fashion. We know, obviously. Here in the UK, and Irish fight fans will know him obviously from the man that uh, allowed Conor McGregor to become a two weight world champion. I say allowed, Conor McGregor took it off him, yeah, snatched yeah. it straight off him, absolutely smashed them to bits. But he's fighting a guy that also Conor McGregor has smashed to bits at a lower weight category in Dustin Poirier, right? So Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier is the top of the prelims before it goes pay per view in America. I love this fight. The reason why I love this fight is because both these dudes are stand up aggressive strikers and this is why the UFC have put a little bit of stroke of genius by putting them at the top of the card because let's be straight the chances of a knockout in this are quite high because both of these dudes have heavy hands Poirier since he moved up to this particular weight divisions on a little bit of a tear. Obviously, Eddie Alvarez has got it all to prove off the coming off the back of the loss with Conor McGregor. Yep. His his boxing stand up game is brilliant. Obviously, it's not as good as Connor's, but it's still brilliant. Look what he did to Rafael Zanos. You put these two in the octagon. If they don't lay a glove on each other for three
1: rounds, impossible.
0: I will be absolutely gobsmacked.
1: Yeah, it's impossible. This is um, this fight is. Could be an absolute belt, and this is one which I was saying could well be a a fight of the year job, just because Dustin Poirier let it all hang out there. We're going to see a massive, massive reaction from Eddie Alvarez. Like we've seen with every person, pretty much everyone Connor's beat has been on a run afterwards. Max Holloway, you know, uh, Poitier himself been on a killer's run. Jose came you know, back and
0: he's got a win, and obviously he's taking the Holloway next. Exactly.
1: So I think there's only Dennis Seaver who, who, who kind of who hasn't really come back, but everyone else has done. You know, you lose to Connor, you kind of go, okay, well I've just. Lost I, to the best, man. Yeah, yeah. So I know big. I know how big the big show can be. So nothing else is intimidating after that, and that's a perfect example. Aside from that, of course, Eddie Alvarez is fucking Hall of Fame man. This is a guy, former Bellator champion, former UFC champion, former Japan Jap- uh, champion out in Japan. Yep. You know, this is a guy, a pure stalwart of the game, proud Philly boy. This guy is literally legit top five in the world still at lightweight. For me, Dustin Poirier isn't top five yet, and the problem with Dustin Poirier is, as much as I like him, everything about Dustin Poirier I like. But he's, he struggles against the top five guys yeah. that's, that He's only ever lost against the very best in the weight division And that's why he goes into this fight as a slight underdog Compared to Eddie Alvarez Because Alvarez, for me, is Hall of Fame However, I think both of them realise what an opportunity this is Poitier, he finally gets to beat a former champ You win this fight, then you're being talked about in the title mix Mm-hmm Likewise, Alvarez, I'm expecting a massive reaction again after that defeat. To let's be honest, humiliating defeat against Conor McGregor. Conor absolutely handed him, didn't he? He just destroyed yeah, him, yeah. destroyed him. And I, Eddie Alvarez is better than that, and he knows he's better than that. And he, the moment, I think he shit himself. The moment got to him, and that happens against Conor because there mm. ain't no bigger show than Conor. Mm. And um, for that reason, I think he would be quite happy about being headline in the prelims I think he'd be quite happy that the attention won't be on these two this weekend because Alvarez will think I'm just going to go in there and absolutely steam this kid and do a real number and prove that I am Hall of Fame and everything else and that I've still got it and the the narrative behind this fight is lovely I'm really excited about it
0: I'd also go I mean, you might disagree with me, but I I would say that Eddie's uh, wrestling is better than uh, Dustin Poirier.
1: Definitely, yeah, yeah. I I like Poirier's hands. I think he's got great hands, great boxing, real good striker. Uh, I think Eddie can live with him in that department, though, Mm. as well. But I just think Eddie's probably got that higher work rate and his wrestling is is definitely much better, his ground skills. So I think he's a black belt, Eddie.
0: Mm. We are doing uh, Nick's picks today, by the way. I haven't told you this pre-show. So um, we're going to do Nick's picks. So on that particular fight...
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm going to go points... And I'm going to go Eddie Alvarez. Totally agree. This is weird. That's unusual for me and you to agree.
0: I've just gone Alvarez, UD. What I would say is that Quarrie's best chances in the first round. Yeah, get in there, lay it on him early. If you not lay it on him it early, then I think that Eddie Alvarez will be quite comfortable but taking advantage. You know, a good we,
1: idea. we talk about a reaction from the Conor McGregor fight. Mm. Yeah, you know, let's be honest with you, Conor McGregor absolutely starched them. And as we've seen so much, so often in a fight game, when someone gets knocked out like that, clinically knocked out, caught with a real big shot, mm. it, you have to reprogram the brain to say, "We can take a shot." By the way. Don't worry about it. And that's what Poirier's got in in his favour this weekend. Alvarez's brain, somewhere deep inside his brain, when he gets caught on the chin in the first round, if Poirier can land a big shot in the first round, the alarm bells will go off. Oh, shit, it's happening again. Like, whether he wants that to happen or not, subconsciously it will be, shit, it's happening again. And it's up to Eddie Alvarez to overcome that and go, no, no, I'm Eddie Alvarez, Mm. I can take a shot Mm. and I'll keep pushing forward. But if Poirier can see us on that moment... I think you're right I think if Poitiers fight first round we get into the second round I think we'll see Eddie take over big style now
0: if that fight is flames then expect the pay-per-view numbers to do massive massive numbers uh, in the United States it's going to do big numbers anyway but it'll do even bigger numbers if that fight is absolutely on fire and the first fight that you will see under pay-per-view in the States absolutely free here in the UK by the way on BT you get the whole lot for nothing yep. uh, you will see Henry Judo against uh, Mr. Pettis one of my favourites Little bit of few misdemeanors down the line as old old Pettis boy. How do you see this fight? Because for me, because judo just hasn't really caught fire in the UFC yet.
1: No, and he's got this, he's obviously got the pedigree. You know, he's, an he's Olympi- got an unbelievable pedigree. Olympian. He's probably the best Olympic wrestler in the in the uh, certainly in the lighter weight divisions. So, but you know, let's let's be honest. He was ten and zero until he fought DJ Demetrius Johnson for the belt like everybody else, gets gets beat by DJ. And then he lost the split division, uh, decision last time out to Joe Benavidez. And Joe Benavidez is clearly the number two guy at this, in this weight class as well. So he's lost against the number one and number two only to judo. So,
0: when I say he hasn't caught fire, it's because we've spoke about this weight category previously. Yeah, And there isn't anybody else other than those two.
1: No, exactly. So when I
0: say he hasn't caught fire, okay, maybe I'm doing a misdemeanor because he's only beaten what has been put in front of him. Yeah, But... I don't really rate it because I don't rate the guys that have been put in front of him. That's where I was coming from.
1: Yeah, and that's that's just about depth in this flyweight division, isn't it? Mm. You know, the, the, we just haven't got the depth in the flyweight division now. I've liked, I think, it, Perpetus Jr. to go back down to flyweight Red is the shout. best decision, you know. I think he's much better at flyweight. He's on a bit of a run now as well. Uh, I think he's 3-0. Uh, for th- 0 for 3. 3-0, sorry, for his last three fights, yeah. Whereas, of course, judo comes into the fight on the back of those two big, high-profile yeah. defeats. So... Um, it's an amazing opportunity for Pettis, I think, to really get himself in the mix for a title shot. Something that is that he's fell short of so far. Uh, he hasn't got that critical win in the UFC, which would even get him talked about as, as as a potential opponent for Demetrius Johnson. This opponent gets him that in gets him in that conversation. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, you know, we've heard Demetrius Johnson already say that he he wants to stay a flyweight. He wants to completely and utterly dominate. He wants to break Anderson Silva's record before he even entertains the thought of moving up. Listen. Who we, gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah, no one cares about you beating Anderson Silva's record. You should move up to bantamweight if you want to. Don't fight someone if you want to be Dominic Cruz again. Exactly, you're beating up the entire flyweight division, which has got no depth. But this is let, let's be honest. This is a step below Demetrius Johnson. This this fight is is what it is, and. Uh, it's tough man. It's tough. I'm going to call it, you know, I'd like Pettis to win because I like young Pettis and uh, you know, I think he's got a a good future. He's probably a little bit more well-rounded. Don't let your heart rule your head. Well, Dave. I'm this not is I'm next gonna... picks people are going to be putting money on this. Come on. Sejudo. Woo! I'm going to go with Sejudo, yeah. via split decision. <laughs>
0: I love how into it you get (laughs) now right at the start of this when you were talking about the potential for fight of the year you mentioned one which we've already talked about on the prelims you might be edging towards that becoming a fight of the year the second one right there's there's plenty of others that could be fight of the year I'm going to guess that you're going to talk about Frankie and Rodriguez being the next potential fight of the year me and you are absolutely cut in half with this particular
1: fight it's mental because in one corner you've got the future yeah, and in the other corner you've got an icon mm. and they're at completely different places in their career mm-hmm. yet the icon is out to prove that he's still relevant yeah. and he's still got you know a fight left in him and the future is out to prove I've just fucking claimed one icon now I want to claim another one That's it. on my march to the UFC title shot however listen let, let, ok let's just wrap about ya Rodriguez the guy is one of the most Entertaining, prolific strikers, the flying knees—they's a killer. Everything else, sensational. Mm. One of the one of the best fighters to watch in the entire UFC mm. because of his mix, his arsenal of, of attacks and everything else. He looks sensational.
0: Can I also point out as well? He's been on the show thanks to our yes. lovely guys at the Gridiron Podcast who interviewed him when he was at uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, they did the Deontay Wilder interview for us, and they also caught up with Yara Rodriguez. He is a he's a fight disciple. So of he is. we can
1: us. Don't you dare. He's back one of us. The, Don't you dare. Listen, a couple of years ago.
0: Oh, he's going to talk about being mates with Frankie now, right? I'll put my feet up. Go a, on, carry on.
1: A couple of years ago, uh, after after he, you know, after I said, oh no, 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 he's not big enough to be BJ Penn. Absolutely no chance. And I had me why wi- I wiped then, and then the rematch with Gray Maynard. The, you know, the 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 fights out with Gray. Oh no, 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 he's, he's got no chance again against Gray Maynard. He's too big and blah blah blah. I had my eye wipe then then he goes and, and and you know he has the the fight to, he wins the title and everything else and it was only it was only Benson Henderson who was kind of like his voodoo and uh, Jose Aldo then he comes back and it's like BJ again you know listen, I learned a long time ago do not bet against Frankie Edgar. ever because you will lose fucking money unless he's fighting Benson Henderson or Jose Aldo do not Ever bet against Frankie Edgar. And you even put in Conor McGregor to that, don't you? Uh, yes. I do you, believe
0: that he's got the game to beat. I think he's beat. got
1: the game to beat Conor, yeah. Maybe, uh, certainly Conor from a year or two ago. Whether he has at this now, weight. Whether he has now, I think Conor's moved on now. But I think at the time when he was, when he had the featherweight belt, yep. he was Conor's kryptonite, you know what I mean? It was like, dude, Conor never, ever said Frankie Edgar's name, ever. <laughs> and there's a reason why. Because Frankie's Cause a little a cl- killer.
0: Because he's clever.
1: Yeah, because he's a killer, and he, he is 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 mixed martial arts grappling, is is wrestling, everything. You know, his game is so perfectly made to 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 defeat Conor McGregor. I I believed at the time, uh, but anyway, this fight, you can't bet against Frankie. Why you can't? Why? One Well one Rodriguez is on a tour mate He's knocking Completely
0: He's knocking everybody out for fun Yeah And look at his face We said this when we were talking to Paddy The bad it this week right Yeah Look at him He looks like a bloody supermodel Does the kid yeah
1: He doesn't get hit
0: That's that's always a good sign Always a good sign If you yeah. look like that And you can fight like that You're obviously half
1: decent 100% I agree Who's he beat? BJ Penn No the fighter formerly known as BJ Penn <laughs> The fucking bag of bones, formerly known yeah, as BJ. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, all right, right. Alex Casares in August last all summer right. Ale- against the Alex Casares. All right, split decision victory. Let's let's be honest, Casares, man, Bruce Leroy, fringe, proper fringe, no, not even a gatekeeper to the top ten. A mid, a mid-level guy, Andre Feely, Dan Hooker, Charles. I Rosa. get the point. What are you saying? You know, he's beat nobody. So now, go on. Now that means that doesn't necessarily mean he can't beat somebody. But what it says to me is that he hasn't been in there against a, a, a top ten caliber opponent, and Frankie Eckert is that and more in spades. Mm. And I think this kid, he's got, he, he's the future, man. This kid has got is the future, and I would not bet against him one day becoming, becoming the champ. featherweight champion. One hundred percent, not. However, it's not his time. He's bit off more than he can chew. Don't fucking target Frankie Edgar as your stepping stone to the belt. I'm telling you now. This kind of It's kind of got shadows of Du Ho Choi, who we were all super excited about. And we're like, fuck me, this guy's the future! And he comes out and he goes, yeah, yeah, great win, yeah, bitches and hoes, blah, blah, blah. Who do you want to fight next? Cub Swanson. <sighs> Son, you don't call out Cub Swanson. You don't piss that guy off. Because a motivated Cub Swanson is world-class. Exactly the same way. Andre, sorry, Yar Rodriguez beats BJ Penn. Who do you want next? Frankie Edgar. I felt like no, no, no. You don't call out Frankie. If someone wants to make Frankie great, if you want to say behind the scenes, I want Frankie great. Don't let Frankie know you want Frankie because that will motivate him (laughs) to kick your ass. And that's why this weekend, listen, Yar Rodriguez. One day, gold belt around his waist. I can see it. I am one hundred percent. Go on. But he ain't going to be Frankie Edgar this weekend. Go on. Frankie Edgar by a wide points margin.
0: UD, yeah? Yeah, man. One That's thing that true. I will say about Frankie Edgar, and this is, you should look out for this, because the commentary team, by the way, for this, uh, the three-man commentary team, will be pointing this out. And I'm, I'm loving Demi Meyer and all those, these guys in... Sorry, Dominic Cruz and Cruz, all, all these yeah. guys in in uh in commentary. And Rogen, Yeah, I'm loving it. The way that they put it down for a layman the layman's term, especially Rogan, if I'm if yeah, I'm dead yeah. honest.
1: Rogan's great because Rogan Rogan's more like one of us. Yeah, he talks like us were in the pub. And then Dominic Cruz, for me, is is you know, him and Dan Hardy are the best in the business. They're the ones that chip in, and you go, fucking hell, never noticed me-
0: that. Yeah, exactly. They make you see stuff that you yeah, yeah. don't necessarily see. One thing that I will say, and they will be definitely saying this about Frankie at the weekend, is that when you're out of position, he is the best that I've seen to take advantage of you being out of position. Yeah. Young fighter, Yar Rodriguez. Flamboyant. Absolutely. Unorthodox. Hugely stacked card. Often
1: gets caught squared on. Often gets caught out of position because he throws weird shit. That's
0: it. Biggest fight of his life against an absolute legend. He's going to be out of position at some point in this fight. Exactly. This kid takes advantage of that. Frankie
1: puts him on his back and beats the shit out of him (laughs) on the floor.
0: (laughs) And that is the Joe Rogan layman's terms looking at it from Nick Pete.
1: Also, you know... You know, Yar Rodriguez is the one of the again super flashy striker. He kind of reminds me a bit of Edison Barbosa on a smaller scale, but he's from he's from Mexico. He's a Mexican-born guy. Like, he's a tear-up man, exactly. But it's like a European. It's like there ain't no college wrestling in Mexico. There no. ain't no wrestling no, roots. No. Frankie's a wrestler, and if you know what they say is if if a good wrestler can put the fight wherever he wants the fight to be. You know what I mean? And Frankie's tough enough, as we've seen it in the past, he's got a chain man. And he's tough enough to take some of these big shots, to get his hands on Rodriguez, put the kid on the ground, and then put him in a whole where of the pain.
0: There you go. There's the official. Edgar, why do you unanimous decision, all right?
1: going to say? Are you agreeing? Or?
0: Of course I am, yeah. Of course I am. Mean, it's bugging me that we're all agreeing on everything I know, we the need moment.
1: To, let me have a sneak peek of your thing and I'll disagree with a couple. No, because... No, no.
0: Because you know what I'm going to do with Johanna. I think you're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, let's no, get...
1: Listen, no one beats Johanna. And I'm not just talking about Jessica and Dade. I'm talking about half the fucking men's roster that <laughs> doesn't beat Johanna <laughs> and Dysart either. She's a killer.
0: We're not going there yet, though. We're going to Damian Maia Masvidal. I know what you're going to say about Damian Maia, right? Because you with him. This is This is what happened, right? UFC uh, 205 in Manchester, yeah? I'm waiting to go and uh, do uh, something with Bispin and Gego Masasi and various other people, right? And this was quite a big thing for our podcast at that time, because that's one of the first times that the UFC um, were in the UK on a main pay-per-view event. Obviously, yep. we'd done UFC London, but that was the main one. So me and him are waiting in Manchester for various things. Well, I'm waiting in Manchester for various things. I get a text message, uh, two minutes before we're going to meet up with Bispin to do what we're doing with him. And he goes, you'll have to do this by yourself. I said, why? I'm having dinner with Damian Meyer <laughs> oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> weren't you yeah yeah having a little bit of a chin wag we all demo so I know exactly what you're going to say regarding this now yeah and, and I suppose take bias out the way you'd said the same thing and even, even if you didn't know him because this kid's BJJ he's unbelievable
1: yeah he's the best he's got the best Brazilian Jiu Jitsu mixed martial arts period from anyone on the planet as Paddy Paddy Pimlet told us yesterday as well Paddy obviously his whole game is based on his ground game as well so um, he, he absolutely worships Damian Meyer and there's a reason behind it Damian Mayer's realised what he's good at again he's not trying to knock people out but he's realised that his strength is the fact that he's an elite elite submission fighter mm. and I think that's what is his big strength going into this fight with Masvidal before we get into the actual fight though it's like you know, when I when on that occasion when I sat down with my and had a chat with him with his team, we had a bite to eat and whatever else, and I was saying, you know, what's on the horizon. He said, I'm just going to wait for Woodley Wonderboy. You know, I feel like Wood the boys jumped ahead of me anyway, um, so I'm just going to wait for that fight, the rematch the play out, and then I'm going to fight the winner. Quite you know, simple. And why do he seemed quite do, resolute about it? And then the second fight has happened, and then this fight got announced. And now we're in a position where Woodley's going, come on, I need an opponent, where's my opponent? And I feel like, why is, why, why is Damien might even taking this fight? What's the point of fighting Jorge Masvidal, who, let's face it, has got this opportunity because he beat Cowboy? Mate, if you're not fighting, you're not getting paid. No, but... At the, at the ter- when I sat down with him, he was like, that wasn't seen to be in it. He wasn't like, yeah, well, I've got a fight, but, I need to get paid. He was but, like, I've been around this game for a long time. But that was before... I'm going to for my
0: title shot. Well, that was before the first. We we did that when? October, November last year. So yeah. that would be before the first Wonderboy-Woodley um, fight. So he yeah. wouldn't
1: have anticipated a rematch. But then the rematch has happened. And then this fight got announced. It was like around the same time. It wasn't like... Is that to wait and the rematch was weeks ago now yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean it was a long time ago so why are we still waiting now and we know that fight? Ty's
0: going to be out in July
1: why wait why not just go we'll tell you what it's the rematch in next week so fuck it let's, let's wait because I, depending on if there's a because it was unlikely going to have a, tri- a trilogy and after watching the rematch they're fucking certainly not going to have a trilogy yeah, yeah, now yeah, yeah. It, it just baffles me why Meyer's changed his mind and decided to fight Jorge Masvidal the only reason he's done it is because he knows something maybe we don't and that is he, he's one hundred percent confidence that he'll completely and utterly smash Maz Vidal to bits. Yeah, yeah. He knows Woodley's unattached. They'll get on the Mike Street after him and go, listen, I'm right here, Tyrone Woodley. I'm fucking right here. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it now. Get in, get in here now. You know, and that comes back to what we were saying last week. Woodley's appealing for opponents. He's saying that Diaz brothers, GSP, Bisping, everyone, because he wants that sort and of before Damien Meyer wins on Saturday night, before Damien can go. I'm okay, your man. I'm fit. I've just subbed him in a minute. And so- as Paddy,
0: on our Tuesday night show, definitely go check this out, right? Because for those that are in the States that don't know too much about cage warriors, we had Paddy the baddie, who will be a UFC star at some point in his in his life. But he was on our show on Tuesday night, uh, which is available on our website, fightdisciples.com. And he was talking, obviously, he was eulogising over Demi Meyer, absolutely loving him. Uh, and one of the things that he did say at the back end of our conversation about Damien Meyer is that if he goes and smashes Masvidal up, he's confident that Masvidal uh, will be submitted within the first round from uh, uh, Damien Meyer. He says he gets on the mic, he shouts what he's shouting out. If UFC do not give him a title next... He knows full well that they're stabbing him in the back, or they're being sly on him. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. W- what more has the kid got to do to get a title shot?
1: Exactly. He's waited long enough now. It's been—it's kind of crazy. And you know, I, I got why the UFC did the Wonder Boy rematch because the first fight was so close, and then obviously it completely backfired because the second fight was one of the worst fights I've ever seen. Um, so he's got to get his opportunity now. Listen, the guy's riding a six and zero wave straight into this fight with Masvidal. He'll be seven and zero. Which for the top five guy to be seven and zero in that weight ridiculous. category, in that weight well. is ridiculous. Ne- he's never had a title shot at welterweight. This is a guy. Don't forget, you know, I, I listened to someone the other day and they were saying, "Oh, Masvidal's his, his hands are too heavy. He's gonna he's gonna be too big." Which he, he does do have. He, oh, he's heavy-handed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But listen, he ain't bigger than. Uh, fucking Damian Meyer Damian no. Meyer's big he's a big guy you know, he fought middleweight he fought Chael Sonnen I think back at middleweight back mm. in the day so you know he, he fought for the UFC middleweight belt he fought Anderson Silva for Christ's sake so he's a huge guy he will be able to take what Masvidal's got coming forward he, he can compete with Masvidal in Masvidal's world Masvidal like the rest of the welterweight division, cannot compete with Damian Meyer in his world. And once that fight hits the ground, over. it'll be a clinic, an absolute jiu-jitsu clinic. Mm. And that's what he should be doing. He's the fucking best jiu-jitsu fighter in the UFC. You made
0: a point of this on Tuesday because he went through a little period, as they all do these yep. uh, BJJ specialists, Crazy. they go through a little bit of a period where they think, oh, I want to be a striker now. Yep. No, mate, listen, you're the best on the planet at doing this. Just keep doing this Just and you will be that. the champ. Exactly. And, um, uh, so I'm guessing that you're going Damien Meyer. I'm going Damien <laughs> Meyer
1: by submission, yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you going as early as Paddy? Because he reckons it's over in the first round.
1: I would go, no, no. i will probably say the third round.
0: You reckon it's going to be go a bit distant there? I think probably the second or it? third
1: round, yeah, right, yeah.
0: cool. There you go. So Damien Meyer shoo-in. We all think the exact same thing. And we all hope the same thing, because I'd love that fight with him and Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. Uh, right, you know where I'm going with my girl, uh, Johanna Jadrajek, who is, well, she's the best on the planet. I don't give a shit what anybody says. She is absolutely unbelievable. Again, with Paddy on Tuesday, he said that he uh, saw this girl fighting in, in Cage Warriors, and the thuds that he heard from Cage side, from Octagon side, were something that he's never heard before coming out of the gloves of a lady. Taking on uh, the Brazilian, Jessica Andrade, this, listen. I don't give a shit who you put in front of her. I don't care who, how good the Brazilian is. I don't care how good her uh, BJJ is. I don't care how good her striking is. I don't care how hard she looks and how thick set she is, yeah? And that she's probably um, far bigger on fight night weight-wise than uh, my girl Johanna will be. Johanna will smash her face in.
1: End <laughs> of. <laughs> she will! it's it's hard to argue otherwise man Jessica, and, uh, Jessica Andrade is, is a great opponent I think she deserves this title shot You know, she's had a couple of good wins coming into this fight um, but you're right you know, it, your, your Isaac's got a similar thing going on at the women's strawweight division that uh, Demetrius Johnson's going on in the men's flyweight division yeah. it's just like you could put three of these girls in the cage with them, she's probably beat them all be- up. she'd beat one after the other put a mm. fresh one in every round she'll beat them all up uh, that's, where, that's where we are with her. She's outstanding, and she's gone to ATT now in Florida. She just looks even better. It looks like Mike Brown's a head coach, the former WBC champ, who, as we know, was you know, head coach for uh, Brad Pickett and everything else. So he's got a wealth of experience, which means their wrestling is coming on leaps and bounds. Don't need it. You don't need a wrestle. No, but <laughs> what I mean, is, if that's a takedown defense. Th- yeah. So if you've got jo- Joanna Judreisek, one of the best strikers Period. Not just in the women's division. Period. She's one of the best strikers in the UFC across every weight division, men and women. Easily. A, a striking is sensational. Well if you can get a takedown defence and a grappling skills up to par as well, which is obviously what they're doing at ATT, the scale's frightening. You could go upwards and onwards. And as Paddy said the other day, the fact that they're gonna bring in a new weight division as well at one, two five um after the next season are tough. I could 100% your drives, like moving up and unifying the belts getting to a two weight world champion
0: do you see any problem I mean you mentioned ATT a lot there and as you were talking I was just looking for something because just to confirm the numbers of this the amount of ATT fighters that are actually on this card all crazy right, yeah it's crackers right so you've got Dos Santos Gidryzac as you just mentioned Masvidal Poirier your mate Jotko, mm-hmm. uh, Aguilar Quinones uh, Barzola and Antigulov yeah, all on the same card from the same gym with the same trainers.
1: Well, yes, but there's quite a few trainers at ATT. I was That's going to
0: ask I... you this: Is the different camps yes. within the gym? Is what I was yes. going to ask you.
1: So, so perfect example in the, in the main event there. You've got Judai against Andre, and you've got Junior the Santos against Myotich one after each other. Now, yeah. as Paddy was saying the other, the other day, when Cage Warriors came to Liverpool, and they had so many fighters on, Paul R- Paul Rimmer, the head coach at Next Gen. He'd have basically Back been... Back and forth, man. He'd have been place. the main man yeah. in every corner for every fight. So he's not prepping anyone and he's not post-fighting anyone. He's just basically... Si- well, this is where I was going to go with this. But this is, is like different? the difference. Yes, because okay. as I say, Mike Brown is ex, like main coach, I believe but he won't be working at all with Junior De Santos. That's okay. the difference at ATT. All right. They have the team of coaches, guys that work with those specifically, although, you know what I mean, they, they kind of have their own, their own mini teams within a, a giant well, that's super a good team, thing, if you like.
0: Because that's the only thing that I can see any yeah. of those fighters falling down. If it was one guy who was in control of all this stuff, there's yeah. no prep going on, yeah, there's yeah. no... After fight stuff
1: going on no, all out. No. So it's so something like Conan scenes. Silverian or something like that will be with Junior DeSantos and speci- and and focusing okay. on him and Mike Brown or something, you know, and he'll have a little team spot focusing on Judan as well. So Okay, cool. Yeah, mum. Johanna, what? KO? Um hmm. Ego and Decision. She's tough, Andre you know. She's a real tough. Well, last kid. time
0: I, last time I don't want to blow me on trumpet. She's been smashing everybody as uh, Johanna, right?
1: Yeah, she's been winning big points decisions. But
0: when she fought um the her fellow Polish country lady, whose yeah. name I am not going to pronounce, yeah. uh, Carolina, Carolina. Um, I predicted that it would go the distance, mainly because of Polish pride. Yeah. Now, she's fighting, obviously, a Brazilian kid. Proud, not going anywhere, will probably take one hell of a beating. And I would say the exact same thing might happen here. And I think Johanna, who is going to go the distance with her. It's a title fight, so you're looking at a full five rounder, but I think she's going to, I think she'll do the business
1: here quite comfortably. Yeah, I think... Um I think you're right um, do, do you know what then I'm going to go for a finish I'm going to go for with a finish. Don't do that because of me This is all a, you
0: You're the, the, the next no, no. picks
1: No no I think I'm going to go with Judge Inside the distance TKO okay. um, Probably around the end of round 4 maybe, maybe. Tell you what Here we go Andrade's corner to pull it out at the end of round 4
0: Boom There you go Mike, Have a piece of that Mike drop. Pie. Mike drop Have a piece of that pie And then um, Johanna Jodryjak will at some point move up to one two five, which is going to come in in the ladies division um, because that's next season's uh, lot of tough, which we've been just been speaking about. Yep. Um, whoever wins that will be obviously crowned champ. She'll they'll fight Johanna Jodryjak at some point, and she'll smash them up and become a two weight world champion, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed. That's where we're going. Uh, right, main event because it is obviously the heavyweights. It is the rematch. So excited, love a narrative, um, mainly because. My fa- be, I'm, do you know something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go I'm going to say it Steve Permiochich is he might be my favourite UFC fighter and it's n- whoa whoa
1: whoa 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 no he might be you've just literally releg- you've just been rapping about Joanna and how much you love her and literally the fight after you're now saying that he's your favourite fighter my, over
0: Joanna yeah and do you know something it's because of his personality he's fighting okay listen you're, nobody can compete in the octagon with Joanna right but we have a language difference, me and her. Right? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't get my humour. <laughs> Steeper. There's something about Steeper like that. I watch him. Obviously, he's a full-time firefighter, first of all. I love that. Yeah. that he's got still got a full-time job in Cleveland, yeah, fighting yeah. the fires with everybody. Full-time. You oh, know. Kind of. Well, yeah. he's like an honorary one, but he yeah, still yeah. goes and does a bit. Of, 100%. Yeah, yeah he yeah. still goes and oh, does right. a bit. He's, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. And he's got banter, man. He's got tons of banter. Like, he's just a mad. He's just mad. He does crazy little bits of stuff. Like, I've been watching some of the Embedded stuff this week, which you've not watched, but I'm going to give this away. He buys a metal detector for no apparent reason that he thinks <laughs> there's gold in his back garden. I love stuff like that. So, Stipe, <laughs> from a personality point of view, is slowly becoming... Well, he is, right? He's overtaken Bispin. He's overtaken Connor. He is my He's favorite. overtaken
1: Bispin? Yeah. He's a next-door neighbour.
0: Well, I haven't seen Bispin for a bit. So, at the moment, Stephen <laughs> You're
1: so wish. You are like any kind of fair weather fan? Yeah. Well, he makes get... fight
0: this weekend He's my favorite yeah, that's, fighter. That's how I'm rolling. That's how I'm rolling. So, when <laughs> after October, Bispin will be my favorite again when we're back talking to him, all right? Yeah. But at the moment, Stephen Majorcic is my favorite guy. Now, yeah. the narrative of this is beautiful because first time he loses uh, to uh, close J- it was a very good fight. Close fight. He loses to JDS. People thought he won that fight, but from that fight onwards, Stepe is now a totally different fighter. Yeah. M- miles more rounded. He's worked hard at his game. He's on a bit of a tear. He's the heavyweight champion. Junior Dos Santos has been in some absolute wars. Yeah. Kane put some manners on him. Yeah, I think he's going to be a little bit battle-hardened. Stepe is finishing him. He is finishing him, and he's finishing him early,
1: mate. Well, he's finished everybody since he lost that decision to Junior. It's like he went, right... That'll never happen again. I'll never let the judges take a decision away from me again. So I'm just gonna knock out Mark Hunt, Andre Olovsky with an over him. Big lads. and now I'm the UFC champion. Um I think you're right. I think I think Junior De Santos for me is 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 probably a little bit shot now. Them fights with Kane, they 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 took the took the life out of him, you know, they really sucked them dry. Um and I, I think uh, for me the, the toughest fight out there for for Stipe is probably Kane because they're very similar they both mm. set a high work rate they've both got great wrestling and they both have got good hands so I think that's probably the best He's an fight athlete out there. Is,
0: is Stipe 100% it? A proper uh, athlete
1: Yeah it, it, well you know at college he had a baseball scholarship offered to him he played basketball competitively he you know, this is a natural athlete. This mm. is, you know, this is a real generation. All American now. type vibe, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's
0: um, even with the name like Stipe majočić I call him all American. He's all American, but he's got Croatian. Croatian, he's Croatian, got Croatian heritage. Needs.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I think he'll be looking to make a bit of a statement here against Junior de Santos, and uh, I think the fact that they fought before and he's improved so much, and I think Junior hasn't really, you know, he come out of that uh, that point of victory. Got stopped by Alistair Overeem. Then he had that win over Ben Rothwell, who I think Ben Rothwell just had a big momentum push, but he was never really going to threaten to win the UFC belt. I think beating Ben Rothwell is a completely different fight than Stipe Maiochic, and I think you'll find that out this weekend. Uh, in terms of a prediction, um, yes, I believe Stepe is going to stop him. Um, I think it'll be similar to the Vadum fight mm. where you'll see De Sanyos pouring forward trying to, trying to land that big shot and we could see exactly the same thing a little step to the side from, from Mayo Chichen and just a wham he tapped <laughs> He tapped Vadum, yeah. mate. Well, Vadum ran in and fucking headbutted his fist. <laughs> that was the problem. It was like, "Where's your... put your hand up, let me run and butt it, and you can have the belt. It's like, you dickhead. The thing is about Stipe, he is vulnerable. We saw against Overeem. he can be put down. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Stefan Struve knocked him out. You know, mm. that was the only. He's, he's lost twice in his career. Struve finished him, um, and obviously the, the points, the, seat, the feet of the, the Sanyos previously. So he can be hurt, but that, that's the thing, that, you know. 260 pounds with four ounces of leather between your knuckles and someone else's jaw. If any of these guys land properly, they're going to go. So there's always that element. And then one thing we're not talking about, and this this is what's kind of making me question... Logic says ocich by stoppage. Mm. That's the logical solution. But this is the UFC. Give me history. That's what I mean. This is the UFC. And it's not about fucking logic. (laughs) The reason being, UFC, right, flyweight belt, a couple of years old. Bantamweight belt, six, seven years old, whatever. When the UFC first started introducing belts 20 years ago, 2007, Mm. the first belt they introduced was the heavyweight belt. This belt has been around longer than any other belt in the UFC. So... This belt, this heavyweight belt, has never been defended three times. No one has ever successfully defended a belt three times. So that's win in and history. then three defences. Yes, so people have won it, defended it twice, lost the third third defence. No one has ever managed to string together three successful defences. But this defenses. is only his second so, so defence, isn't it? In, in, in boxing terms, it's like the, no one's ever re- retained the Lonsdale belt. You have yeah. to win a Lonsdale belt, defend it three times, you get to keep it. In in, box, in in the UFC. No one has ever done that in the history of the heavyweight division of the UFC. Okay, And that's the pressure that's on here. Now, this is only his second yeah, defence. So, history's on so, his side. So, maybe we should be leaving the history history <laughs> lesson until he beats the and yeah. goes into his next fight. Yeah. However, what I'm trying to say is, these guys are so fucking big. They hit so hard. Mm. Mixed martial arts is such a dynamic sport that you can win in so many different ways. That... History is now starting to stack against Stepe keep keeping all this belt from Nah, mate. There.
0: Nah, he is he's the trailblazer. He's
1: the man that's gonna do it. You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna he's gonna start the Sanyos this weekend. Dos Santos. What's I say? the Sanyos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting, getting mixed up. These fucking Brazilians. <laughs> the, JDS. He's yeah, gonna yeah. start JDS this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And you know they're gonna give him for the third fight.
0: John Jones. <laughs> are you taking the piss? <laughs> I can read your eyes. John Jones, Stephen Maiorchic, heavyweight championship for his third defence. I, I wasn't even thinking John Jones. Yeah, you were. I wasn't, I who, wasn't thinking John Jones. Who are you thinking?
1: Francis. No, he can't take on Big Naganu. Francis? Imagine Francis with history on the line. Oh, mate. Now, that's a fight. That's a fight. But anyway, he's got to come through JDS this weekend first. And as I say... Listen, anything can happen in this heavyweight division, more so in mixed martial arts, more so in the UFC than in the boxing ring because Mm. these guys are just so freakishly big and anything can happen on the night except, however, the momentum's with my Ocic logic tells us my Ocic vice stoppage and we're going to go for the second round KO. (coughs) This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store.
0: So there you go, Nick's picks. And normally you are quite good at it. You are normally quite good. Normally. Hopefully, I had a good run at the back end of last year. He had a great run at yeah, the back end of last year. Yeah, a great run,
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, but this year, it's not really lived up to the hype, as it let's no. be honest. The pay per view events have all been a bit shit. So, <laughs> you know, this is. But to get, as we've said, they've been getting get better and yeah. better and better. Mm. And and hopefully, this one, this is the one. This is the this is the big.
0: Listen, because we we know that we've let you down on three separate occasions this year with the pay per view events. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fight Disciples. Sunday morning you were going to see a block of tweets there that say make sure you watch this one make sure you watch this one swerve this one get back on this one yep. that's what we'll do for you alright uh, and then what's, get- your, fi-
1: what's your fight of the- before we sign off then fight of the night pick you're going to go with Edgar Yar Rodriguez Are you going to go with Alvarez Poirier or, or Mayo Sanyos? my actual just to answer my own question there, hmm. fight of the night even though I've just said second round stoppage Mayo Sanyos, I think it's going to be fucking an absolute gun show.
0: Fight of the night is gonna be Frankie and Ya Rodriguez. All day, all day, all day long, mate, it's gonna be the fight of the night. I think what we're gonna see I think Frankie
1: go- might just put manners on him. I think Frankie might just do it, might like, just win every round. Like we're gonna
0: see something quite special from Damien Meyer because I think he has to if he wants to get uh Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Johanna's just gonna fucking statement
1: from Meyer, statement from Jidre Isaac. Statement from Maiochic, mate.
0: Because yeah. he's got history there with Del Santos and he needs to do it. I just, think, I just think
1: Junior might come out swinging with his chin in the air, though. And if he does, Maiochic will just start swinging with his chin in the air and he could just become a class boss gun show until Maiochic finally think, lands. I
0: think, I think you nailed it early, Doors. When we, right at the start of the show when we said um, there's a potential for Alvarez Poirier, Edgar Rodriguez, I think those two, flip a coin, one of those will be fight the night. I might even go... Alvarez Poirier because they need it.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they need it, man. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, follow us on all social medias at Fight Disciples Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There'll be tons of this UFC two eleven breakdown as we uh, build up towards uh, the early hours of Sunday morning for this. It's free in the UK on BT Sport. Make sure you check it out. Or, if you don't trust us, which I don't blame you for, uh, make sure you've got your social media open on Sunday morning because we'll tell you exactly what fights to go back and watch. So, therefore, we're saving you a boatload of arse all in. All right? Um, You can also uh, listen to all our shows this week um, on fightdisciples.com. Please subscribe. Please subscribe to us. It's uh, free. It is free. Absolutely free via iTunes. Uh, hit the subscribe button and write us a five star review. Seeing as that this is our one hundredth episode, if you if you didn't get us a card, you didn't get us a cake. Come yeah. on, man, you owe it us. Go and get us a, a five star review um, on iTunes. Much appreciated. We will catch you next week for the U- well, I say UFC show next week. We're obviously going to be getting a little bit excited, a little bit excited. We'll start to ca- we'll obviously have all the fallout for this, yeah. and then we'll start to count down towards the Bellator show. Yep. which is on the 19th of May, yep. where Roy McDonald, former UFC, against former UFC SM Tech's Daily, are going head-to-head in London. It is going to be amazing. We'll have a little bit of a breakdown on that for you as well. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.